single motherhood. It's one of the things that I get the most questions about on social media and in regards to the podcast because I think people are curious. How do you do it? How do you make it work? How do you provide for your kids? How do you parent them as just a single mom? And so on this episode, I thought it might be actually fun, yes, fun, to talk about single motherhood by having on a good old friend of mine, Bridget Buis, as we go into all the logistics and interesting things, I think, and some of the lessons we've learned as single moms. So whether you are a single mom or you just want to know more about how we make things work, stay tuned for this episode. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. This is a podcast geared towards women who want to feel healthy, look good, and stay organized. We're real women doing our best to live well anyway in the midst of life's chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, as I mentioned in the introduction, I have a good old friend of mine on the show today, Bridget Buis. As you'll hear in this episode, we were both homeschoolers, we were both stay-at-home moms, and we both had the need to get out of abusive marriages. But that was all a few years ago now, and we've both moved on to different parts of our lives where we're really in it. We're in the single motherhood thing. We are providing for our families. We're living on our own, not with family anymore. And so we wanted to give a little bit of a picture of what life is like now, how we do that providing, the lessons we've learned about parenting, some of the struggles that we've had, and how we make it all work. I hope that all of you, no matter if you're a single mom or not, will find this episode insightful maybe, maybe helpful if you have friends who are in a similar situation. And if nothing else, maybe it'll just be entertaining. But before we get there, I also want to remind you that we have made some recent changes to Patreon. You guys, I'm so excited about this because I think we've made it more accessible for people. So we now have two main levels, a $5 level called Here For It, where you get to be in there for the three live broadcasts that I do every single week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I am in there chatting with you guys, building community, getting to know all of you, talking about all kinds of different topics. And then there is the $8 all the things level. And that's what gets you into the monthly book club. It gets you two mini casts per month plus a digital planning tool. And they're going to be all kinds of things. We released the first one yesterday. It is a perpetual cycle journal. So what in the world is a perpetual cycle journal? Well, basically it breaks down your monthly cycle into daily pages. So every single cycle that you have, you'd come to day one and you would write down your symptoms, how you're feeling, stress-wise, sleep, energy, all those kinds of different things, your emotions, all of that, you just make some really quick notes. And then the next month on day one of your cycle, you come back to that exact same page and you write your notes for that month. Well, as you start doing this from month to month to month, you're able to start seeing patterns that happen on the exact same day throughout your cycle, which then helps you to plan better, make better use of your time for the way your brain is actually working through that time of your cycle. It helps you to figure out what kinds of social interactions you wanna have during that point in your cycle. It helps you to take better care of yourself because you can anticipate how you're going to be feeling at different points in your cycle. And it even helps you with, you know, interacting with your family and your friends when you know, kind of, are you going to be irritable? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be upbeat, sociable, all those things. Having a perpetual journal helps you to be able to recognize those patterns and then put them to good use. So if you want access to that, then you're going to want to head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash live well together. We would love to welcome you into the community and have you get access to all of these fun new resources that we are coming out with. So again, that's patreon.com slash live well together. 
All right, without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Bridget Buis. Welcome, Bridget. Thank you, Mackenzie. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. I feel like it's kind of a long time coming. We've really known each other for quite a long time, and I think that we will get into that, but I think we kind of dropped off a little bit, and then we've recently been chatting again as we've both had like a ton of changes in our lives over the last few years, and so it's so fun to get to connect with you now where we're both at, but before we jump into all of the things, would you like to just go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So I am Bridget Buis. I am a single mom of three, a health coach, a teacher. Um, I don't know all the hats, right? That yeah. you wear as a single mom. Um, but I think those are those are probably the top ones. So just um that keep me the busiest. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you on that. And I think we're gonna probably jump into a lot of that on this episode because you know, when we first met, we were both married. <laughs> And since then, we have both escaped our narcissistic ex-husbands, so yay for us. But I feel like I get a lot of questions from people who have been or are in a similar situation to us. I mean, obviously, I know that a lot of my audience is not in our boat, and I'm grateful that those people are not. I don't want people to have to be in this boat. Right. But I guess for all of you who aren't, you can just, you know, think of this as a voyeuristic episode (laughs) or, you know, think about it in terms of what you hear today can maybe be helpful to someone else in your life who ends up in this position. Because I get a lot of questions from women of like, I need to leave or I want to leave for, you know, these abusive reasons or whatever, but I don't think I have a way to provide for myself or I have been a homeschooling parent for all these years. How am I supposed to now be a breadwinner? And that is a huge concern. That's a legitimate concern when you decide to go out on your own, especially as a parent, especially as a parent, I think of multiple children. Like it is something to have to grapple with and think about. And I think that you and I have both done a decent job of cobbling together an income. I think that we both want it to grow, obviously. (laughs) Yes. I was just talking about that with like my mom and my daughter the other day. And I was going, you know, when I get frustrated, I think like, oh, I just, I wish I was farther along in my career and I'm almost 40. And like, I, I wish things were, you know, going better. But then I'm like, but I've really only been pursuing my career for like in earnest for five and a half years. So That when I put it in that perspective, it's like, okay, you know, like it's all right. It's going to be okay. It's not like it's going to just stay this way forever. You keep changing and growing and evolving and figuring out new ways to provide. But I think that you and I are both proof that even though it might not be easy, it is possible. Yes. I think that's one thing that I have really learned is being content in that process. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I have that vision. I'm still aiming for that. But at the same time, I'm content in the process of just what I'm learning, what I'm doing and how God is providing just the day to day things. Again, it's not easy. It is hard. It's very challenging. Yeah. Um, But there is a sense of contentment in just being able to look and say there is progress, though. I know I was looking around. Well, my daughter, she was just having a really hard time with things the other night and 
you know, we've had a lot of big conversations lately about her future and like, don't do the things that I did. And, (laughs) you know, like her thinking about a career and her thinking about all of this stuff and, and kind of what we've come out of and just that all kind of being overwhelming and sad and hard. And I just looked at her and I said, but, but look around you. Like we didn't have any of this even four years ago. Like we moved into our house four years ago and we've built all of this from scratch. And that's pretty incredible. And obviously, I mean, with the Lord's provision and all of that, but, but it, we started from nothing and this is where we're at. That that's not nothing that we've come this far. That's a pretty big deal. Yes. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And so, and I think that, you know, how long have you, how long have you been out? (laughs) So, um, so it like, oh gosh, how do I say this? So it's been about five years, um, since everything began, but, um, things have been totally settled for about two years now. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's a process. It is. It's definitely a process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look back and, um, very similar, you know, had to move in with my mom for a little while, just as things finished. And so, mm-hmm. you know, didn't even have my own house. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my three kids were squished into one bedroom. <laughs> that yep. was quite an interesting, you know, time there. Um, but was finally able to move, have my own house now. And um, I don't remember when it's been a couple months back, but one of my kids said something about how proud they are of me. Mm. And I can't even tell you how much that meant. It was like starting to see, like they get a little bit of it and they, you know, they do see a little bit. And so, um, cause yeah, it's hard, but it, yeah, it's worth it. I look around sometimes and I'm like, wow, God, you are amazing because Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, come a very long way. Yeah. I know. I've, I've had some of those experiences recently too, where your kids see it and that's really gratifying. And then when they take it kind of a step further and they help, like I was, I was in, or I was doing the laundry last week at the end of the week. And the, I have like a folding, those like accordion doors on our laundry closet. It's sort of off the kitchen. And one of them just fell off. It oh, just wow. <laughs> fell off on me while I was trying to do the laundry. And I'm yes, like, trying... I have one of those as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally understand. <laughs> oh, and I was like trying to just prop it up. We had someone coming over to the house that evening. So I like propped it up to try to make it look like it was still attached. <laughs> right? And then I just like gave up and I put it out in the garage. And when Roman got home on Monday, he was like, what is that? Like, why is that in the garage? I was like, well, it fell down on me. And I had gone across the street for a little while. And then when I came back into the house, he was fixing it. He just like, I didn't have to ask him. I didn't, I didn't even think he would be capable of fixing it. I didn't even know he had any tools, but he apparently did. And he had like these pliers and he had it all out and he fixed it. And it was like the most, I was just so overcome with like, wow, you, you're really like stepping up to the plate and you're helping out and you're just doing the things that need to get done. And I'm so, so grateful for, for when they, they see those things and they help and they like, they acknowledge that you're doing a good job 
you know, even in the midst of all of the crazy, because there is, I'm sure you experience it too, but there's the craziness never really stops. It changes, but it doesn't stop. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really gratifying when they can see it and, and how awesome for them to say that they were proud of you. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. It it really is. And, um, you know, it is cool when they kind of start stepping into those and, um, those roles and start really helping out and, uh, And yeah, it's, it's cool. Cause you're like, you know, parenting is such a long process. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell people that's why I I don't mind cleaning my house because there's an end time. Like I can see the end (laughs) results. It's clean. I can sit back and say, oh, it's clean. I'm finished. Parenting. I don't know if I'll ever get there. Right. Yeah. But, um, but there are those moments when you're just like, oh, they are getting it. They are yeah. growing. They are becoming, you know, their, their own person and a responsible adult in some forms. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's great um, to be able to see those little, those little spots of glimmer. Yeah. Cause how old are your kids again? Yeah. So mine are, um, my oldest Olivia is a senior this year and then right. Shelby is in 10th grade and Aaron is in eighth grade. So all, all right. of mine are, are up there in that teen busy, you know, yeah. one move off to college. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, was definitely taking notes, um, from the podcast with yeah. <laughs> about that. Cause yes, we were in that same boat. Yeah. So, um, it's absolutely. crazy to be it thinking, is that we're like so close to that happening. I know even when Roman was fixing the door, I was like, what are we going to do when you're gone? And he was like, I'll call my best friend and I'll have him come over and fix stuff for you. He's, like, he's already call- taking care of you yeah. when he's gone. That's yeah, awesome. he was like, I'll just be going, mom, you can be expecting Ben at your door any minute. He's going to come fix the stuff. So oh, I thought that was funny. cute. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, that's um, to think of having one leave and, you know, she helps out so much because she drives. My my next one is about to be driving in a couple of months. Um, And so, you know, you you don't realize how helpful that is. Yeah, (laughs) you get there. It's so scary, but it's so helpful as well. So. Um, so yeah, I'm like, oh, she's not going to be here. Who's going to help pick up people and drive them around and get things. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, yeah, it's exciting, but it's, it's definitely, um, challenging to think of, you know, letting them move out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world. Yeah. Ladies, I recently got an air doctor. I was so excited about this. I literally had it on my list of like biohacking health things that I wanted to be able to get for my family this year. And then I found out the air doctor was going to sponsor the podcast and I couldn't have been more thrilled because our air quality is such a vital piece of our health. You guys, we spend 90% of our time indoors. And according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it can be 100 times more polluted. That's just crazy. There are all kinds of statistics about so many of us live in unhealthy levels of air pollution. And air pollution is even responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. We take 20,000 breaths per day. That's almost 3,000 gallons of possibly polluted air that we are sucking into our bodies. And then if we just talk even about airborne allergens, which are the most common allergy triggers, such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold that so many of us suffer from. But Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. 
Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. I just basically follow my kids around with this thing. I'm like, don't breathe around me unless this thing is in the room. I can't afford to get sick. And then in addition to the bacteria and viruses, Air Doctor virtually removes 100% of particles as small as 0.003 microns in size. The average size of pollen is 25 microns, so it is getting all of that out of the air. You can open your windows again with an air doctor and feel confident that you're not going to be getting all of those outdoor spring allergens just flowing right into your nose. The Air Doctor 3000 is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 square foot room four times per day. I move ours all over our house and Air Doctor features whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use my promo code LIVEWELL, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. That's crazy. You can save up to 40% off. Lock this special offer in by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use my promo code LIVEWELL at checkout, and then start breathing easier. I know, we're right on the cusp of Roman getting his license. He technically, like, he's passed all of his tests and like everything. I mean, he's almost 17, but I've had this hang up of like not being able to afford the insurance and needing him to get a job. And, and that's some of those things that I think probably more so as a single mom you face where you have to make like these hard choices of wanting to provide the world for your kids, but not always being able to do everything that you want to be able to do. And that can be really tough but then at the same time I'm like well this is a good lesson for him to know you know he's got to figure out how to make money too I don't you know he he can go get a job he can do senior pictures for people like he's been talking about he can do whatever he's just got to learn to be able to hustle and make it happen too and hopefully as hard as it is as much as I wish I could just do it for him I just can't and so hopefully it's going to be a good lesson of you know, how he can continue to provide for himself as he's following his dreams into the future. And it can be tough because I want to just do it, but I just can't. Yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. That's um, Olivia actually saved up money and um, did it totally by her car herself, but it was a lot of her own money. And, um, and I see that now and she's even made comments about how, she sees the value in that um, yeah. versus, you know, some friends or, or people who she knows who, um, you know, who have maybe nicer cars or this or that, but she's so proud of her own car being yeah. able to buy that herself. And so not against anyone who wants to buy their, their yeah. car. That's awesome. I wish I could do that, but, yeah. but it, it is just, I think a great learning experience for them as well um, to be able to have some ownership in that and to mm-hmm. be able to say, you know, Hey, I, I, I've put some, you know, blood, sweat and tears yeah. into, into getting this. And she has, she's worked um, to earn money and then still is working, you know, to pay her gas and to pay different yeah. things as well. And um, that's, you know, Shelby is about to turn 16 and she's like, I need money, but I don't really want to work. And I'm like, well, sweetie, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not really sure about her car and when she's going to get one. Yeah. But, um, but she, you know, but there is that expectation of she knows, you know, I'm going to have to work to put forth the effort to, um, 
you know, to help out with this. And so, um, so yeah, it is, it does take away some of that entitlement um, mentality, I think is so prevalent in the world today. Um, And, you know, so it's, I'm really glad that even though these are hard lessons for my kids and I do wish I could do more for them and just buy them the world sometimes. Um, And it does hurt having to say no or having to say we can't. And, you know, and it's, it's almost kind of embarrassing sometimes because you don't want to say we don't have the money. Yeah. Um, But, um, but I see some of these things that they're learning and I'm like, well, you know, there, there is some good in this, in that they are learning some valuable lessons because I can't always provide for them. Even if I did have money, that's not how it should be. I shouldn't always be buying them things. Once they get out on their own, they're going to have to learn to work hard and provide for themselves. And so, you know, this is a good training ground for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, even as I look at Roman's future and, you know, he's very set on wanting to be a filmmaker and, you know, really pursuing that. And he wants to go to college for that. And, but that's not like a job that you just, you go and you get a job at a company and, you're set for life. You're not just climbing the ladder. Like you have to continue to be scrappy with that, you know? And I've told him like, I don't care if you have to wait tables for 15 years to make your dreams happen. Like I want you to do what you have to do. But I think like acquiring some of these skills and even looking at like how I have had multiple streams of income and like teaching him how to do that, even with a college degree, I think is just like it's a really beneficial skill to be teaching our kids to be thinking outside of the box and finding ways to make money because it's not just as cut and dry as it was back when we were kids and you would just think right. about being a teacher or a doctor or like there there are so many more possibilities now yes. and i think that's a really valuable skill for them to be figuring out absolutely and I, honestly i love that um, that is the case today um, because I know when I was going to college, um, nobody had the entrepreneur spirit. If you did, yeah. you didn't talk about it. Nobody wanted to start their own business. You just went to work for somebody for a company, and that was kind of what you did for the rest of your life. And that totally did not fit me. Um, it yeah. still does not today. And so I you did get a college degree and worked for a while, but. I like having the multiple streams of income. I like having um, the variety and the Mm -hmm. options to do different things. And yes, it is a struggle and a a juggle sometimes everything and prioritizing. Um, But yeah, and it's, it's taught me really to not trust in um, the system and the, you know, the, the, the place, the job, but to really rely on the Lord and to really trust in him. And that's something that has really become, um, such a topic and a theme, um, of my life lately. Um, even just, uh, another podcast that I'm listening to and going through, and that's just over and over. It's just that theme of, God is going to provide, but it's going to be just enough. It's yeah. just enough and just the right timing. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can speak to that, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but, but it is. And, you know, sometimes there's, there's excess to, or excess, but sometimes it's just enough. And, um, and it, but it really does teach you that trust in the Lord and not, um, and not in the society and the system. Um, and I'm really glad for my kids to be able to see, that, um, and hopefully they are seeing that, you know, in Mm -hmm. me and in my life, but just, 
to be able to see the multiple streams of income that they don't have to be like, I want to do this when they're 18 and then they're stuck in that for the rest of their life. Because as you know, we, we change as we grow in, in different seasons and our world changes. So I think to be able to have those different options and different um, income streams is uh, really beneficial and in so many ways, I mean, financially, but, you know, just um, I think it's a good mentality to be open to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just having a little bit of that entrepreneurial idea and having to kind of get scrappy like that, even if you do go and get a regular job, like I'm telling Roman, like, yeah, it'd probably be a good idea for you to have a regular job because it's good for you to figure out how to work under a boss and work with other employees and all that kind of thing. Like those are valuable skills to have, but don't let that limit you. You can still do things on the side. Like you can still have multiple streams, even if you have a quote unquote regular job. And so it's really been, I think, eye-opening for him to think about things that way, but but also just some really good lessons. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've had some of the same conversations with Olivia. She wants to do something with business and videography um, as well. And she's done some like wedding videography and, and did some of that for a while. And now she's working at a local coffee shop. So working that kind of more structured job. And there are some benefits to both, you know, seeing that structure, being able to learn, you know, to set that time apart because that is work, which is definitely (laughs) something we need when we're working for ourselves, you know, to to prioritize that time and be structured and all. Um, And so she's learning that and working, like you said, with other people under a boss, working with the public, learning those skills. Um, but then, you know, she's had that little taste of working for herself as well. And I see her going on and wanting to do something in that, but yet she loves leading worship at our church and for our youth. And it's such a passion. And I see God using her so much in that. And she's like, I don't really know which direction. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. You know, you can use both of these. They can come together. They can be separate. Um, So just really showing her that, you know, don't like pigeonhole yourself into one thing. God can Mm -hmm. use you in many different ways and it doesn't have to be just one. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's been kind of funny lately because we've been looking at getting Roman like a real job, which is probably going to happen in the summer. I'm like, you should be a lifeguard. You look like a lifeguard. You look like, like a surfer boy. I mean, perfectly. (laughs) But um, he's been doing a lot at school. Like he's the president of the film club and he's in he's a percussionist. So he plays in the jazz band and the regular band and they do a lot of like pep stuff for basketball and, you know, all the different sports. And, and then he got recruited to be on the track team, which was not something he even like had his eyes on. He was like, mom, I just, I don't know how I'm going to do all this stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even have a job yet. Like, go, go do track. (laughs) Why? Like, and I, he gets like sort of going, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Like there's so many things, but I actually have noticed when he's this busy and he is juggling all these things, he actually does a better job at them. And I know that's been the same case for me. Like when I am busier and I have a lot that I've got to keep in the air, I typically 
stay on top of things better. Like I see his grades being better. I see like all kinds of things because there's a little bit more pressure. There's less free time to just kind of let things go and procrastinate about them. And it's, it's been really cool to just see him step into that, even though he's like, Oh my gosh, I've got so much going on. (laughs) Like I actually see you thriving in this. So let's keep it up. Yes, absolutely. I know sometimes too much downtime is not, not helpful. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think there's definitely a balance in that, but I I see the same. I see my kids really thriving when they do have a lot going on. Um, But keeping that balance of making sure they're, they're, they're getting enough rest and and all of that. Um, And, and so, yeah, that's part of, um, with uh, Shelby not being able to work yet. Cause she played basketball this year and she's like, mm-hmm. when have I had time to work? And I'm like, I know, I know you haven't, you know? So um, it, sometimes it is hard to juggle all the things and try to, to fit them in. But yeah, I, I do think there is definitely um, benefits for when they are busy um, and in a, in a constructive way like that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so let's get a little bit more down to like the brass tacks of how we do provide. So you have all of these different streams of income. So will you go into a little bit more detail about what you're doing with all those different things? Yeah, so um, the first one, I guess that's probably the easiest to talk about is um, I am a contract math teacher for our local school where my kids go to school at. And um, I did go to to college for, um, for education. Uh, I got my master's in math and and, yeah, I should be calling you when my kids are coming (laughs) home with all of these questions. (laughs) Yes. I'm one of those math nerds. Um, and, and so I taught math for a while before I had kids and, um, ironically, that over the years changed and did not really want to go back into the classroom when my kids started school this year um was like I don't want to go back into the classroom you know don't want to do that well when you say started school you had been homeschooling correct yes so we had homeschooled for um nine years um my girls had actually been to school well, Olivia had went through second grade and then we started homeschooling. Shelby did kindergarten, so didn't really count. And Aaron had never been to school before. So mm-hmm. um, so for the most part, they had always been homeschooled for what they remembered. Yeah. And it was a great time, but it was always something I loved and I enjoyed. Um, but I always wanted them to be able to fit into um, the society and classroom if that needed to happen, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So um, they started school this year and um, that was, uh, you know, a, just a challenge of getting them in and making sure we had everything and all, but we got them in and I did not want to go back to the classroom. I knew that that was something that was an option. I had a degree in teaching yeah. and math teachers are usually one that there's always a need for math teacher somewhere. I can't imagine why. Right. I know. Right. Um, But I had let my um, my certification lapse. And so was going to have to go back and do some stuff to get that renewed, possibly if that if that was something I wanted to do. And I was like, that's not where my heart is. That's not where my passion is. Well, because of COVID and all of the 
things with COVID. Um, here in Alabama, the renewal process had really been expedited. And it was pretty much if you had had a certification and you paid your money and did your background check and just a few things, then you were automatically recertified. Oh, wow. And so I thought, well, that would be good to have just, just to have it since I yeah. can so easily. So I did. And then, um, you know, I kept hearing people, why don't you teach? And I'm like, I don't really want to go back into the classroom. That's not where my heart is. And so then it was like, well, why don't you sub? Because that way you wouldn't have to be in there all the time. And if you've ever heard a teacher talk about subs and they're, I mean, we know how subs are treated. In the, classroom. Yeah. the kids do not respect them and they need to be you know, subs just are not um, given the praise and the money that yeah. they, they need to be. And it's like, I've been in the classroom. I know what a sub is like. You you really want me to do that. But <laughs> after a few people mentioned it, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm, I'm going to do that because that's an option and it's, mm-hmm. it's steady income. And so um, decided that I would do that. And you know, just looking back, it was like, wow, God, you really just set that up really well where I could renew my certification. So I got paid more because I had that. And so started subbing um, and through that just met some of the teachers there. Well, they ended up needing an actual math teacher to go into certain areas of the school to do some teaching, tutoring, and um, asked if I wanted to do that, which would be more pay and um, more flexible hours. Mm-hmm. Subbing is is not <laughs> it, yeah it's consistent but it's not necessarily um, uh, regular so to speak and so yeah. um, so it was kind of like a hmm, let me think about that yes I will do that yeah. <laughs> so um, so that's how I got to that um, and so I'm doing that and and honestly that's just it's a total godsend and like I said it was a process because this was not ever something on my radar it wasn't something that was initially available, but just following those open doors that God had. And so here I am. So I'm contracting um, part-time doing math in the schools. Um, And I really do enjoy that because it's just enough math to help these kids who um, are struggling. And it's, it is doing math. It's not the crowd control and things that you would um, do as a sub. And so when I'm there, I'm actually really helping the kids. And that's what I really love about it. Um, yeah. And so, um, and, you know, seeing these kids really start to understand and and things like that, that is the part that I really enjoyed about teaching. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really thankful that I I get to be a part of that and, you know, then get to, to be their thumb with, I'm, I'm not in class with my kids, but just being a part of that, you know, the school where they're at. So it's, it's cool. Ladies, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so that means that I like for things to be efficient, and I also like for them to be aesthetically pleasing. I like my home to look a certain way and function the way that I want to, and Caraway Home allows me to do just that. I love that all of Caraway's products are made for the modern home. They come in multiple different colors to fit any design aesthetic. I have the cream saute pan and Dutch oven, which just look beautiful. Chef's kiss in my kitchen. Plus, it's really a chef's kiss because they function so amazingly. Their chemical-free ceramic coating means that no food is sticking to those pans. They work so beautifully, and they wash up so nicely, which saves me a lot of time, hence the efficiency. Their storage solutions also 
also make it really easy for me to be able to put things away and find them when I need them. And they now have all kinds of different products to cover all of your kitchen essentials. So in addition to their bakeware and their cookware, they also have food storage, tea kettles, and mini cookware. They're really thinking of everything and creating beautiful, amazing products that you're absolutely going to love. And all the while, they're not going to leach any nasty chemicals into your food because they are completely non-toxic. So there's no PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, or any other hard to pronounce chemicals that are leaching into your food. I absolutely love my Caraway Home cookware, and I think you will too. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners, so visit carawayhome.com slash livewell or use the code livewell at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. So that's one of the things that I do. Um, the other thing that is more of my passion is health coaching. So in the process of, um, of everything that, that I've gone through in, you know, separation and divorce at that, about at that same time, I had decided that I wanted to um, go back to school and get my health coaching certification. I had been teaching about health, natural living, things like that for quite a while and mm-hmm. then coaching other women and friends. And it was like, okay, I need to go the distance and actually get my certification and make this official. So did that and, um, got that finished. And And what was that process? Like what training did you go through to become a health coach? So yeah, the school that I went to was the, um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's out of New York. Um, it was all online. And it took uh, a year to complete. So um, there was some prerequisites. And because I'd already been to school and things like that, I was able to just kind of step into that and do this year-long program. Nice. And um, and yeah, so I did that and completed that and started working with a local chiropractor at first. Um, but health coaching at that point, and it is still very new in yeah. a lot of ways, especially here in the South, in Alabama, um, very new people just, and even still don't quite exactly know what I do as a health coach sometimes. Yeah. And so, um, so that was a little hard. And I realized that if I really wanted to make this into a business of any kind to really, you know, bring in income, I was really going to have to work with a company that would send me clients. Um, as you know, trying to build your own business, bring in your own clients. It's really hard. It's, it's yeah. a long process. Yeah. So, um, so I actually got a, uh, a job with a company, um, working online and it was part-time and worked for them for about, um, almost two years and really enjoyed the company and the people there and learned a lot, got a, a lot of experience coaching through them, but really needed a full-time job. And it just never looked like they were going to hire full-time and was like, I really need benefits. I don't have health insurance, you know, those kind of things. So really wanted to, um, to look for that. And at that same time, I had been um, preparing also to take my national board certification. So health coaches, Mm -hmm. you can get, you know, different um, certification through schools like I did. Um, But then, to be national board, there's a whole other process to that. And that was something that I knew I wanted to do when I got my certification, but 
it, it the middle of life, it was just like, there's no way <laughs> I can yeah. even focus on that now. Um, but once I finally was able to move to my own house and things started settling down, I was like, okay, let's go ahead and do this now and get this done. Um, and so got my national board certification last May. And at that same time, started looking for, um, for a full-time job. And I actually got one um, at that same time and worked for another company. Again, really enjoyed it there. Um, but after about eight weeks, they had a massive layoff oh. and because I'd only been there for eight weeks. You know, I was one of the ones that um, would let go. Oh, everyone in the group that came in with me was, was let go as far as I know. So oh. it, it was big. It was very big. Um, and affected all throughout the company. And so um, I immediately was like, okay, I guess I'll just look again for somewhere else to go. Well, at this point, the market had been flooded with health coaches. So, you know, we're all applying for other jobs and had some really good interviews and things, but it's like, God just continued to shut doors. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, God, what do you, what do you want me to do? And from the beginning of when I had moved to where I live now, um, God had put in my heart that um, I want to have a local place where community can come in and we can, I can help coach out of, I didn't just want like an office um, mm -hmm. cause that's just, that's just not me. Um, but a place where people could come in, I could help coach. There could be other things going on there. Um, I could hold yoga classes or things like that. And it would be something that I could do my business out of, but it was very community focused and it would pour back into the community in some way. Yeah. And so knew that, if I was going to be able to grow my business and get to that point, there's no way I could work full-time, have three kids involved yeah. in everything first year in school. You know, there's no way all that would happen. So, um, so at that point I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop looking for, um, for jobs. And ironically I had even, um, applied for, uh, an employment because I had been laid off and I was turned down. <laughs> hilarious to me now, yeah. but I was like, what? I mean, really? Like, what do you have to do to get an appointment? Yeah. But apparently because I only worked there for eight weeks, even though I, I don't even know the process, but yeah. So I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to have to trust you. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, no one else is going to give me money. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so did, I was like, okay, I'm just going to trust God. And, um, and about that time was when I started doing the subbing at school because school had just started then. And so I was like, okay, that helps some. Um, and I'm just going to dive into doing my own business um, and teaching some classes at our civic center, different um, yoga and spin and things like that, and trying to do some of those things. And so um, that's what I've done and kind of haven't looked back since. So um, I have worked, you know, my own business, um, getting my own clients, just really diving in headfirst into that. Um, and God has provided, you know, it is a slow grow, but there is so much that I've learned, I think in just in becoming a health coach of helping people. Cause that's one of the things as a health coach, I do talk about nutrition and fitness, but it really is more about behavior modification about, mm -hmm. Most people know I should eat better. I should exercise more. A lot of people know what to do, what they should do, at least to some degree. Yeah. It's just getting them to do that, right? Yeah. That's the hard part. Um, and so that's 
really what a lot of health coaching is. It's that um, positive psychology, behavior modification, learning where people are in the stages of change and really trying to see what is their motivation and what can you pull out of that motivation to get them to change. Um, and some people are not ready and you have to realize that, but those people who are just really pulling that out and reminding them of that motiv motivation so that they continue and then breaking that down into little steps that they can do. And I know these are things that you've talked about before. Um, and, you know, so many of the books that I've read and the things that um, I learned in health coaching school, I've so applied to, to my own life through the sure. process, you know, yeah. and so, you know, that's kind of where it's at. It's like just, and what I mentioned in the beginning, just being content in the process of realizing it is a process. Um, and uh, one of, one of the books that I've read, um, Atomic Habits, which yeah. is amazing. And so that's just, you know, just those tiny little things. And so reminding myself of that, of like, I am building a business. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. If, it is, if it does, it's going to crumble. Like I really want it to be a good, strong business. And so um, I'm content with it growing slow and I need yeah. to be content with it growing slow. Um, and so that's what I've been focusing on. Um, and like I said, teaching um, yoga, which I've really come to love because uh, it's so beneficial for so many people, so many areas of life um, for yeah. just, you know, stress and mental clarity and health and emotional, but then also the physical aspect of stretching and moving and, and just yeah. getting things moving. So I, I've come to really enjoy it. It's been a great, you know, stress relief for myself, but being able to teach that and just meeting people in that. So just kind of seeing how God has used all these different um, avenues and strings of income to open doors. Um, you know, so it's exciting when I talk yeah. about it. Um, but again, yeah, there, it's definitely the day to day is definitely a challenge for sure. All right, ladies, our next partner is Athletic Greens. You guys know, you've known for quite a while now that I take and love AG1 by Athletic Greens. It fits into my everyday life. I like to take it about mid-morning because that's when I hit my slump. And AG1 gives me that little boost that I need in both energy and mood because that's right when they're both kind of starting to dive a little bit. And it gives me so much more than that, though, because it's got 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that give me major benefits like improved digestion, especially when I'm going through a time of high stress. It helps my hair, skin, and nails feel great. It also supports my sleep, which is something that can also kind of go out the door when things are getting really busy and I'm feeling more stressed. But when I'm taking my AG1, I don't notice as many of those effects from the stress like I normally would. One little tip of something that I sometimes like to do with my athletic greens is I will actually mix it up the night before and I will pop it into my fridge so that when I go to want to drink it the next mid-morning, usually around like 10 o'clock, it's already made up. It's all good to go. And it's really nice and crisp and cold, which I love and just makes it really easy for me to sip it down really quickly. And it's like this nice, refreshing drink right in the middle of my workday. You really can't get simpler than mixing up one scoop of athletic grains with water once a day, you know, unless you do it the night before. And that does make your life a little bit easier. I just, I like feeling prepared. And athletic greens helps me to do that by making sure that my body is in the best shape that it can be, which allows me to do my job and take care of my kids and feel more on top of my life. 
So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash livewell. That's athleticgreens.com slash livewell. Check it out. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's so many different things to juggle, like totally different things, everything from teaching math <laughs> to <laughs> right. like doing yoga, you know, like, but it's, it's that diversity of things. You know, I look at like my plate of all the different irons that I have in the fire and it's everything from doing audiobooks to I'm also teaching math. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just following the script, but <laughs> I'm, you know, doing these e-learning voiceovers for algebra and Shakespeare. And, you know, wow. and then I, I, I have the podcast and I have um, the YouTube thing that I'm trying to push forward. And then we also, we both have beauty counter and yes. and like some of the things like that. But like, I take even what you were saying about allowing the slow growth stuff. I think you and I have talked about this because, you know, it's a little daunting to become a part of an MLM to be like, okay, this is another way that I'm going to try to support my income because they have such a bad rap. And yeah. I really have tried to be very specific about only aligning with MLMs that have a product that I like, because yeah. for me, it's no different than any other product that I affiliate with. I just want to be able to share what's working for me. I don't want to be salesy and like trying yes. to sell things to people. And, you know, I think it's so easy when you get in those. I went to a conference this past weekend. Yes, I heard about that. One of the MLMs that I am affiliated with. And I was like, oh my word. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it this way. I am not going to dance at your conference. I am not going to like be cold <laughs> calling people. Like I right. am comfortable with having slow growth with people who express interest because I just legitimately share things that are working for me and having to be comfortable with, you know, not getting caught up in the the hype of things or like needing to do things fast and just knowing like if I just continue to put foundational pieces in place and share authentically about things, that's going to be a so much better path than alienating everyone in my life because I, <laughs> right. you know, singing the yes. praise, the only product that is going to work for you. Like I'm so not on board with yes. that at all. Absolutely. But, yeah. So I think it's like so helpful though to have like all those very different things. I think it keeps our jobs interesting, keeps our lives interesting. Like no two days are the same. And I think that it's, yeah, it's a totally different way to be building a life than what I saw growing up or what I think a lot of people have been exposed to, but it's legitimate and it works. And you just have to, like you were saving, have it, have those atomic habits, be doing the little yes. things every single day. And sometimes because, I mean, we both have, like we kind of already mentioned, like the crazy changes, but it never really stops. Right. And the, there are low periods and there are hard periods, especially when you pile like finan financial stress on top of everything else. And there are literally some days, especially for me, like my office is in my bedroom. I'm sitting right next to my bed. And sometimes it's an hourly decision to be like, okay, I could nap 
or I could do something that's actually going to be productive and make me feel like I've done something to forward our life. And yes. sometimes the nap wins. If I'm yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel that I am right there with you so many times. It's so easy. And I feel like because of just the busyness physically of having mm-hmm. kids that are involved in things, but then also um, the mental and emotional yeah. strain too. Um, it is very, it's daunting and it's taxing. And yeah, so sometimes I do have to weigh those options. Also, it's like, I really need to work on this, but I'm really tired and I really want to take a nap. And sometimes the nap does went out and I have to remind myself that there is sometimes when my body just needs yeah. rest and, yeah. you know, so and sometimes in the moment, I'm not really sure that I can probably uh, weigh that out maybe the most <laughs> accurately or objectively. But yeah, sometimes I do have to remind myself and give myself grace of just resting. And again, just one of the things that, you know, God has been teaching me is resting. Um, and there's, um, I don't know if you have heard of the Bama podcast and have listened. You've told to me about it. That, I okay, haven't listened so, to it yet has totally blown my mind. Um, it's just a totally different perspective on, on scripture. It's coming from the Eastern mm-hmm. Jewish culture and not just taking like this section from that. It's like the entire Bible from that culture. And, um, it has just, it's made so many things just come alive and really make so much more sense to me. Cause there's always been parts of scripture that I've wanted to wrestle with and ask questions about. And sometimes it's like, no, you can't do that. This is the answer. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, but it doesn't make sense. You yeah. know? And, um, and, but they're, they take those questions and they wrestle with those things. And it's like, well, why doesn't that make sense? Let's look at that. And, um, I've really come to enjoy it, but it's one of the things that they continually, um, talk about the theme in scripture of resting and not just the physical, which that is it, but it's our value is not in what we do. Our value is in that we are God's creation and yeah. we are his. And those are things that I've heard before, but just in that context that they're going through it, it it's been, it's been really good. And probably just in this season of, of my life as well. So sometimes I have to remind myself of that, of like, I don't have to always work. Like I yeah. don't have to always be striving. Um, yes, there is that. And there's going to always be that to some mm-hmm. degree, but there is a time when sometimes I just need to rest and trust yeah. God and say, okay, God, this is what all I have to do. And you know that, but right now I'm exhausted and I just need to rest. Yeah. So- yeah. I, I totally agree. And, and even those like things that, you have to say no to, even yes. though you want to do them or, you know, they're good opportunities or, you know, even I just had Emerson school. She's supposed to be going to this like camp out in a couple of months and they need chaperones for it. Well, they sent this email home yesterday saying like, look, enough of you have not stepped up to the plate. We need chaperones to do this. And like, it was a very like guilting email, like, come on, do you want this for your children? Then you have to step up. And I did have to laugh because the chaperone application that they sent home, it was like, 
I agree to the following. And they started listing off all these things. It was like to sleep on a three inch mattress and not complain, <laughs> to <laughs> walk up and down hills and have my feet get very sore by the end of the day, but still deal with it. Deal with whiny, homesick children and not have a bad attitude about it. Like <laughs> all these things, like this is the reality of what you're stepping into. But we really oh, wow. need you guys to like step up and do this. And of course, I feel the guilt, like, oh. I should chaperone that. But then I was like, okay, hold on. Let's look at this objectively for a second. You have four children. You have to take care of the other three children and get them to school and get them food. And you don't have anyone else to do that. So logistically, this is not possible for you. And there are other parents who have two parents in the household. And even though they may not want to step up, they actually can, but you actually can't. And so you've got to just let it go. Like as guilty as I felt, it was like, I, but I'm not the person even having to step up for like the PTG or PTO or whatever, or like my son's band, they want parents to help with the fundraising or whatever. And it's like, I, I would love to, but if I look at this, honestly, I have to say, you know what, there are other parents who have more bandwidth than what I have. As difficult as that is, that is the reality of my situation. And so I, you can try to make me feel guilty about it all you want, but I am doing everything that I can. And that has to be enough. And sometimes that can be really hard to grapple with, but that's when you have to have that grace with yourself. And, you know, you need the rest. Sometimes you have to be able to say no to things. And there are just logistics of being a single mom that, don't allow for some of those things. Absolutely. That's one of the, I think the things that I've struggled with and trying to grow in and of myself, because I used to be that one. I love helping others, serving others, doing for others. And so when somebody needed something, needed someone to sign up, then I was always, oh yeah, I'll do it. And then later, of course, there might be that, oh, why did I sign up for that? Yeah. (laughs) So really learning to not immediately say yes, really realize, is this something that I want to do? Am I saying yes, because I joyfully want to do this? Or am I feeling guilted into this? And that was a big thing to really learn to, to see that. And if that's the reason then I don't need to be doing that because I'm not going to help them or myself. Yeah. But yeah, as a single mom, sometimes too, it's not just those situations. I mean, there's other job opportunities or things that come up from time to time. And it's really, you know, trying to keep that balance of like, do I take this? Do I try that? You know, that financial burden sometimes is a lot. So it's like, do I, do I try that? Do I need to add that? Can I fit that in my schedule? And just really trying to evaluate, you know, how many things can I juggle and still stay sane (laughs) for one thing, but, you know, but really stay, stay healthy. You know, how many can I do? What is a good balance here? Um, Because yeah, it is hard. And um, yeah. Yeah. You just have to, sometimes be realistic with it and that can be tough, but absolutely, but we still keep making it through. You just keep, I I feel like we have that song from trolls on repeat around here. Get back (laughs) up again. (laughs) Like you just got to keep, keep going. Just keep swimming. Like, yes, make it happen. Okay. Let's shift gears here. I think that was a great conversation, but I would love to know, I don't think there is one, but what does a typical day look like for you? 
Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it's, it does vary from day to day a little bit. Um, and the first half of my week is a little bit more structured than the last half, but, um, typical day. So I get up, um, usually at six by six, I'm up getting ready, getting my kids ready and out the door. Most of the time I am out the door right after them heading to the school. Um, I usually, my hours fluctuate a little bit depending on when the kids that I'm helping are in class. Um, but, um, they're at the school the first half of the day, typically, um, I usually have a break at lunch, so I'll come home and try to get some of my own health coaching stuff done, whether that's posting on social media, sending out emails, um, working on content, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm often back at um, the school that afternoon. Um, that's a couple of days a week. And then the other couple of days of the week um, are a little bit more flexible. So I'm not out first thing in the morning. I usually go in about lunchtime and I'm there the last half of the day and the first half of the day I'm working on, um, on my health coaching. I'm seeing my clients. So I've tried to consolidate my schedule so that all of the school stuff is together as much as possible. And then all of my coaching stuff is together as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, for logistics purpose, um, I don't live very far from our school, so that's good. I don't have to drive very far back and forth, so I'm very thankful yeah. for that. But it does, you know, just the out and back, you know, trying to save time, save gas. So trying to make that a little bit um, more cohesive, I guess. And then um, I do teach um, one morning I'll have a spin class and then one afternoon I have a yoga class. Um, but then I try to get all of my stuff done during the school hours um, as far as work and health coaching and all that, because by three o'clock when my kids get out of school, I never really know exactly what the afternoon is going to hold. Yeah. Um, my son has baseball practice or baseball games that changes up from time to time. And sometimes I'm not even sure exactly what time he's going to get out until that day. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, it's hard with practice and sports of like, okay, who's, who's going to be where, you know, usually my oldest is working. And so she's kind of taken care of, um, but I'm picking up my middle child and, you know, we've had physical therapy with her for a basketball injury. So we've got some of that after school and then sports. So after school, I just kind of leave that open for, my kids as much as possible, just yeah. because of trying to get them where they need to be and, you know, be at their, their games and things. Um, and usually by, you know, the time they're done with practice and we're back home, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's over, you know? Yep. So I find myself going to bed earlier and earlier. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, I, I try to get my kids in bed at a decent time because um, I know they need rest and they function much better when mm. they are more rested as well. So it really helps all of us. But, um, but yeah, sometimes it's like, I'm exhausted. Like I'm falling asleep as we're watching TV after dinner or something. Yeah. So I'm like I'm going to bed. Y'all get in bed. You know, we're all going to bed. They're like, I'm not tired. I'm like, yes, you will be in the morning. Yeah. It's six o'clock and you're yeah. telling me to get up. So go to bed. You know, we're tired. Um, oh. But yeah, so that's, I don't know if that really, I don't, so like I said, I don't know that there's a typical day, but, um, but just yeah. kind of, that's uh, as typical as I can explain it. Yep. I, guess. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> yep. 
Okay. What is one little way that you do something to live well anyway? Just some little pleasure or something you do to take care of yourself in the midst of life's chaos. Hmm. That is a great question. Um, so I think the, for me, I have always enjoyed exercise to some degree. And so even though I'm teaching spin and yoga, part of that is for me because the, Mm. the more consistent I am at working out in some form or fashion, and I usually change that up throughout the seasons of the year. Um, in the winter, I like more of the yoga and just a little bit lower cardio type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, you know, in the, the rest of the year, you know, I'm fine with more cardio being outdoors more. Um, so trying to either go for a walk or a run, I did that this morning, actually. Um, so getting outside, listening to a podcast or music or something and going for a run or a walk, um, or exercising, that is kind of my thing. I know it's healthy in so many ways, as far as physically, it helps, you know, with depression and, and those kind of things that keeps, you know, keeps me feeling good and energy levels good. But, um, you know, but it also is just something that I really enjoy and it's something I need. And again, listening to my body to say, okay, is it a day that I just need more yoga or can I do do more of a a run today? Um, But yeah, that's probably my one thing that I've held pretty consistent to, Um, you know, there, there are times when it hasn't been as consistent as I needed it to, but I just, I see the benefits and I feel the benefits. So, um, so yeah, I wish I had that. as my. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just been ingrained in yeah. me. Um, I literally when I was two years old, my mom put me in gymnastics because I was like climbing all over the house. She tells the story of when I climbed up on the refrigerator at like two years old, and she <laughs> thought I was going to kill myself. So yeah. she was just like, you we got to do something. Yes. So from, from two years old, I haven't been involved in gymnastics. And then I went to high school sports and played everything I could there. Um, did not play for a team in college, but just still stayed active and then yeah. coached when I taught. Um, so sports and being active, it's, it's kind of ingrained in me. Yeah. It's like all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. I think that's awesome. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? Oh, I think so. <laughs> okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, essential oils, obviously. Yes. Cloth napkins or paper? Oh, paper. I I did cloth for a while and they're nice, but I just, I don't have time now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Amen. I get it. Okay. City or country? Oh, see, that's a hard one. I have always loved the country and I would prefer to live in the country, but I absolutely love visiting the city. Okay. Um, So love you know, going into the city on the weekends, you know, to eat or to shop or, you know, um, so yeah, I love, I love, there's both aspects that, um, yeah, I don't know. I I enjoy. Okay. Paper or digital. Oh, see, this is a hard one too. (laughs) It depends. I've learned that I can do more with digital because of the functionality, Mm -hmm. but I, I cannot get away from my paper books. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it, in my heart, I really am a, 
a paper and pen girl. Yeah. Um, there's that. just a part of that, that, that I don't think I'll ever let go of. So I do use digital just because of business and functionality and needing it on multiple devices. <laughs> yes. Me. Um, so I have transitioned into that world, but, um, I think in my heart, I'm still a paper, paper girl. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? I would actually rather do it in the store for the most okay. part. Um, like if it's clothes or something, there's no way I can buy it online and it will yeah. fit. It's just not. It's I not feel that happen. way too. Like I don't enjoy going clothes shopping like some women do, but I also don't, I'm terrible at returning things. So I'm much yes. better off if I just go and like try it on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not going to return it or it's going to take forever for me to actually get back to the store and return it. So, um, so yeah, clothes and things like that, I would much rather buy in the store and I don't just totally enjoy shopping, but I don't yeah. mind just going to the store like groceries. I still do in the store. So, but now I, I love me some shopping on Amazon for, for yeah. some things. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Probably music. Um, okay. Yeah. Podcasts. I'm not really an auditory learner. So when I listen to podcasts, which I do, and I absolutely love, but I really have to focus mm. on that. You know, it, it takes, it takes mental power. Okay. Whereas yeah. with music, I can just check out. <laughs> yeah. True. That is true. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Oh, this is easy. So totally dark chocolate. Uh, I was is... going to be shocked if you said anything <laughs> but that. Yes. <laughs> I honestly rarely eat milk chocolate. I don't even like the taste of it anymore. Yeah. I know some people are going to be like, what? No, I but, agree. Um, I agree. But yeah. And, and honestly, I don't even remember when I made that transition. I think it was before I even knew all of the health benefits. So I'm not sure why I did, but it was like a never going back kind of thing. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. I get it. Okay. This is also obvious. We, I think we've already covered it, but sports or no sports? <laughs> sports. <laughs> yes. Sports. Yes, definitely. And normally it's going to be a sport that I'm going to want to play. I would much rather yeah. play than watch. Like uh, crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? I would rather broadcast. Okay. I. Yeah, I have no problem talking in front of people yeah. or, I mean, that's just, um, I don't know. I've never been the shy one yeah. in that area. <laughs> so, so yeah, awesome. I definitely don't mind um, being in front of the camera. Sometimes maybe other people mind me being Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, no. what is she doing? Like, my kid, what are you doing? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I do not mind at all. I would rather broadcast. Awesome. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh, movie. Wow. Oh, that's a hard one. I know. It can be. <laughs> like I can have a, hmm, I have like a favorite like TV series, things like that. But like, if you, if you really want movie, wow. Um, I think of it because obviously there's a ton of movies that I love and I've watched a ton of times, but like I have this one comfort movie that I always go back to that is like my diehard. I don't care how many times I watch it. It never gets old to me. Like, so I think even though it might not be like the headiest or most artistic movie, it is right. my favorite movie, you know? So yeah. do you have a movie like that? 
See, that's what I don't really have a movie like that. Like I have, I have a TV show like that, but I don't have like a movie. Oh, I've never had someone just not answer this question altogether. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm trying to think because I have so many. I am, maybe this is because of my sportiness. I don't know, but I would much rather go watch an action movie. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'll watch a, a love movie, romantic, you know, those kind of things. But if I had to choose, I would watch something action anytime. So what's over. your favorite action movie? So like, um, I love movies like, um, like the Bourne movies. Okay. Those kind of things. We love, uh, the Avengers, but the original ones, the newer yeah. ones, I, I wasn't as, as crazy yeah. about, um, so this fourth phase, those. they've really gone off the rails. <laughs> yes. Um, so those kind of movies, anything with mystery and, you know, what's going to happen, um, those kind of things, I, I really enjoy, but I think because it's that type of movie, it's not something that I just want to watch over and over and over. Yeah. Again, I can see know, that. If that makes yeah. sense. Now, yeah. if it was, a, if it was just in general, so not a movie like Gilmore Girls is okay. My kind of, yeah, you know that's my like so much of my life. I feel like is in that movie. Yeah, I can relate so much to that. And so, yeah. um, so me and and my girls, especially my son, he'll watch it and he'll just be like, I don't like this. But then he'll, you know, he'll actually be watching it too and enjoying it. He just yeah, he does it right. But it's so but yeah. fast paced and the lines are amazing. And it yes. is. It it's is iconic. So- yeah. So, I mean, that is something that I go to. So if I'm having a day where I just need something, I will, I'll go to one of those shows. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind a of good one for me instead of a movie. Yeah. Okay. And final question, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum? Oh, wow. Um, that's an interesting question because I feel like I was probably closer to a 10 at one point. Yeah. But I've, I get I've that. Back. I've come yep. back some. Um, so I would say more of probably, probably a six, okay. seven, maybe. Yeah. Six or seven. I'm betting it's closer to a seven in comparison to most people, but probably so. Yeah. Probably so. I but in like comparison to what you used to be, yes, I get that too. Yes, to yeah. that. I feel like I feel like I've, um, and some people would say I probably just had it better now. <laughs> I don't know. But but yeah, I do feel like there are still areas that I'm very crunchy in, but yet trying to balance that with yeah with life. So it's yeah. Um, yeah. And just trying to, okay. What are areas that are non-negotiable and what are areas that exactly. are just, you know? Yep. I totally get that. Well, Bridget, it was so fun to have you on the episode today and get to chat for a while. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for asking me to come on. It has been so good to come on and talk. Yes. Okay. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good. All right, that's it for this week's episode. If you would like the show notes for this episode, you can head over to MackenzieCoppa.com and click on podcast. Or of course, you can swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on and you'll be able to find all the show notes there. 
In addition to all of our regular things, I have links to all of Bridget's information. So if you're interested in health coaching, we've got the link to her website there, as well as she is a rep for doTERRA and Juice Plus, if you're interested in either of those products. And if you're interested in Beauty Counter, Bridget would be a great person to get your clean skincare and makeup from. So we've got all of those links in today's show notes. Thank you so much to those of you who support Live Well Anyway by shopping through our sponsor links. Also, for those of you who do any of your Amazon shopping with our link, which is mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, it will take you straight to Amazon and any shopping that you do there kicks a little bit of credit back towards us. We so appreciate that. It just really helps to keep the lights on around the podcast. All right, ladies, that is all for this week. Until next week when I will be back with Ashley Gad talking about creativity and motherhood. I hope you have a wonderful week and go be bold and gracious.